Listener Production. Hey everyone, it's Antoinette Latouf. Welcome to this extra episode of The Briefing. So we talk a lot here about cost of living and struggling to make ends meet, as we should, because it's a very real, a very growing problem. But there's also no denying that there are still a lot of cashed up people here in Australia and abroad who don't struggle to pay the bills. Like, for instance, someone who might consider buying a private island because, you know, they can, so why the frig not? It's usually the ultimate celebrity get. People like Johnny Depp, Richard Branson, Mel Gibson and Shakira, they all own private islands. But there are also a bunch of quiet squillionaires who aren't in the public eye, and they do too. So our interest was piqued when we saw news reports the Oatley family has hired investment bank UBS to sell Hamilton Island. And the asking price? Ah, just $1 billion. We knew we had to find out more. So listener journalist Tessa Rendello has done the homework and Tessa joins me from our Hobart newsroom. Tessa, welcome. Hello. And before we get to Hamilton Island, because that's a long way away from where you are, this story came on your radar because there's an island near you that's up for sale. Thanks, Antoinette. If you have a spare five million, you can buy Picnic Island in Tasmania. I spoke to the former Victorian MP Clem Newton-Brown, who's owned the island for 20 years. We used it for wild camping trips as our kids were growing up and had some incredible experiences there. Probably about Six or seven years ago, we got approval to to build the accommodation that we've got there now. And once we'd built it, we decided to open it up to let other families come and enjoy the experiences of being on your own little island off Tasmania. And I asked Clem, how do you go about owning an island and if it's like owning a regular property? Everybody loves the uh, the dream of owning an island, but the reality is often you know, a, a lot more complex. And with islands, I suppose the first thing you start with is, um, is it freehold or is it leasehold? And most islands in Australia are leasehold. So any improvements you make, you don't own them and you can't borrow money to buy them. So they're quite unusual assets, but probably the more unusual is the freehold islands. And uh, you know, the benefit of that is that any improvements you make stay with the land which you own. You know, in Tasmania, there's uh, there's less than uh, less than a dozen free Freehold Islands and Picnic Island's one of those. God, unusual assets indeed. But I can't help but notice that at a $5 million price tag, that would just get you a pretty nice home in Sydney. So that sounds to me like a bit of a bargain. I'm keen to know then, who are the agents that are selling the islands targeting? Like who are the sorts of people that are in the market just to have a few mil, maybe a bill to buy <laughs> to buy an island? <laughs> well, it really depends on who is looking for an island and who these people are, what their connections are. Clem has this insight for us. The market for islands is huge amongst people who dream of owning an island, but the reality is the market's tiny for people who actually go through with it. It's a particular sort of person who uh, will eventually buy an island. And I think there's, you know, there's a, a number of uses that uh, would be suitable and it could be just somebody who wants to have it as a private retreat and that's obviously the easiest way to um, to own an island you're not having to make sure it's all all the systems are working for for others uh, and if there's something breaks down you deal with it you don't have to deal with guests who uh, you know are unhappy so that's one sort of buyer the other buyer would be uh, somebody who wants to do a, a tourism experience certainly we've had a, a lot of interest for people in that category as well Safe to say I don't fit in either of those categories. That was uh, former Victorian MP Clem Newton-Brown. So that's 
talking specifically about Picnic Island, that's 800 metres off the coast of Tasmania at what's called the Freysenay Inlet. Um, Actually, I was there a few months ago. It is stunning, but it's not warm and sunny like Hamilton Island, of course, because of um, of Tasmania's proximity to Antarctica. So let's talk about Hamilton Island, which I mentioned at the top of the podcast. So the Oatley family who own the island are hoping to get a billion dollars when it's eventually sold. So Tessa, Hamilton Island is at the much higher end of the island market because it's also a coveted holiday destination. Tell us what you found when researching the billion-dollar island market? Well, it really was hard to find billion-dollar islands for sale. The island owned by Beyonce and Jay-Z, for example, only cost about 20 million US dollars. So when you start hitting those billions, you're more like looking at a move-in ready house with all the amenities ready to go, a lot of infrastructure in place already. Richard Van Hoff is the director of Private Islands Online and he sells private islands for a living. He spoke with Lauren Wilson from the Listener Newsroom in Mackay. Lauren began asking with what kind of buyers this sale at a billion dollars would attract. A Warren Buffett, an Elon Musk, well, even a um, boss of Virgin, you just don't know. It could be an oligarch from Russia with a, with a boatload of money. It's hard to say. When, when you're asking for a billion dollars, well, that's purportedly what, what they're asking. It really narrows down the field. It would have to be a unique person to uh, come up with that sort of money. It seems crazy someone would have a billion dollars to buy an island, but I guess Hamilton Island is a different kind of island. I'd imagine Beyonce and Jay-Z maybe want an island that they can just hang out with away from the paparazzi Mm -hmm. to have some quiet time. But of course, Hamilton Island is also a world-renowned resort. So you make make money there. It, It would presumably be a business transaction. Yeah, of course. It's a lot more of a business buy, this one. And something that really sets Hamilton Island apart is the airport, which a lot of islands don't have. It mm-hmm. You can accept flights from across the country in Hamilton Island. And it also currently owns all of the restaurants and bars that are on the island. So let's hear a little bit more from Richard Van Hoff. Hamilton Island, out of all the islands resorts that we have here in Australia, is, uh, is one that's full all the time. It's not one that's shy of having a guest uh, stay there for the second, third or fourth time because there's no other competition in respect to Hamilton. Although we've got Daydream and Hayman, we've lost South Mile, we've lost Lindemann Island, we've lost Great Keppel Island, we've lost Brampton Island and Dunk Island. Some of these islands uh, were once, you know, uh, heavy competition to an island like Hamilton. But now, no, um, Hamilton really does have uh, it all to themselves. It wouldn't be too hard to justify the billion dollars. So it does seem, of course, that Hamilton is at the much higher end of the island market. Earlier, talking about Picnic Island in Tasmania, for our listeners in Melbourne or Sydney, $5 million will buy you a house in a trendy suburb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of a, about it. Uh, Let's talk about, you know, what $5 million at that other end can get you. Well, it's still a pretty good deal. Well, I think it's still a pretty good deal because the price of islands, obviously, like any other sale, depends on the amenities that come with it. And there is accommodation at Picnic Island, but it only accommodates 10 people. It has a jetty and some walking paths, which is fantastic, but not exactly the luxury resort that Hamilton Island is offering. Here's what Richard had to say about how the price of Hamilton compares to some other islands that he's sold in his past and what kind of rough price islands generally fall into. 
I've just recently sold probably one of the best valued islands around, and that was in the Whitsundays. That was uh, Pool Island. That went for a million dollars. Um, I've got some at 1.75. I've got an island at just over 2 million, and then it jumps from there to 15 million, and then 30 million, and then I've got one at 120 million. It varies. Okay, so it seems like a slightly more affordable entry point at 1.75 million. I don't know, what do you reckon, Tessa? Should we like start crowdfunding, sell a kidney or two on the black market? I don't know. I'm I'm happy to own 1% of it. Like if I sell an organ, maybe I can own a tree or a few buckets of sand. I think it's a, probably a little bit out of my price range. And you also have to pay to upkeep it once you've actually got the island. I'm going to run out of organs. <laughs> well, we've got to put some accommodation on there. I'm not sure about you, but I don't really feel like camping. But we did ask Richard if we thought you'd get value for money if you forked out a billion dollars for Hamilton Island. It's a one-stop shop. You can get to it from anywhere in the world or anywhere by boat. It's got a fabulous, um, I think it's 250 berth marina contact with the with the mainland two or three times a day. It's got its own shopping centre. It, it's really unique. I don't think there's any other island that I could think of that would have the aspects that Hamilton Island does. So is it worth a billion dollars? <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps to someone it might be, hopefully. So that was Richard Van Hoff, Director of Private Islands Online. Tessa, this is such a great story. Like I've never been to Hamilton Island, but it's on my bucket list. I've heard great things. And look, for me, I'm just quietly packing it because my fixed interest rate home loan becomes variable next month. So it is actually nice to have this chat and a break from the brutal reality of your actual bank balance. But thanks so much for bringing us this story, Tessa. Thank you, Antoinette. So that was an absolute welcome distraction for me and hopefully for some of you too. And you never know, maybe one of our briefing listeners is a billionaire. We attract all sorts to this great podcast. So that was Tessa Randello from the Listener Newsroom in Hobart contributing to this extra episode of The Briefing. And Tom and the team will be back in your feed from tomorrow morning at 6.00.